<laughs> Welcome to Goth and Bougie. Hello. Take Welcome. four. Welcome to Goth and Bougie. <laughs> oh, we're so stupid, man. We got the giggles. Why, do, why does anyone still listen to uh, our shit? Giggles. Um, well, yeah, welcome like to us, episode so. <laughs> 65, right? 65? Yes. It yes. Is serial yes. It's good stuff. But first. It's your serial killer. How was your week, Mel? It was good. We celebrated. I feel so weird with these headphones on. I'm going to tell you right now because I feel like I'm talking. I am talking, but I can hear myself like echoing. It sounds really. You're not echoing. But I'm sorry, guys, if my. Okay, good. If my quality has not been good the last couple of episodes, I'm sorry. I was told that I didn't sound good. I'm sorry. (laughs) Send us (laughs) money. Just deal with it. Send us money and we'll get better shit. That's that's just. Yeah, we're working on it. So my week was good. We celebrated Ashley's 21st birthday yesterday. And. What was she, did she, have, a, did she have a cake that she had to break into? What was that? I was trying to figure that out so, on the video. So it's uh, Miss Hot Cakes. And it's actually one of her friends, Sharuk, that we've known forever since junior high. And she, it's her business. She's a college kid. It's her business. But they had dipped um, strawberries. Mm-hmm. And she decorates it however you want to decorate it. So I don't know if you looked at the detail on hers, but hers was Louis Vuitton theme. <clears throat> well, i champagne. That knowledgeable about Louis Vuitton but I could tell it was something (laughs) (laughs) it had the LVs on it and the champagne bottles and so it was just a heart and inside the heart so she didn't realize like inside the heart you can put a gift or whatever but you can just lift the heart up and slide the gift underneath it and you don't they don't know that so they have that little mallet thing that comes with it that you break it and it's just chocolate so she's like I could have just lifted it up and I said but that takes the fun away Ash like you need to break it Okay, so that's what that so, was. Yeah, it was so, like something like that. That's mm-hmm. pretty neat. That's cool. I couldn't tell if it looked yeah. like she had a mallet, like whack a mole. And I was trying to figure out that's, what. Yeah, that's what it's doing. for. And then she does really cute ones. She does one that Robert would like, and or you would like too. And it says Yoda one for me. And it's got Yoda, baby Yoda strawberry. Yes, oh my God, it's so that. cute. I would love that. <clears throat> so yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that looks but, super um, cute. Oh, she's 21. Oh my God. I know. And she's going to party with her friends this weekend. Um, so yeah, but that one picture I sent you that has the pink in it, that was weird. I yeah, tagged you in it. You said the pink aura, and I was like, well, this it looks like the ceiling is pink. What are you talking about? But then you said no, and then you sent me another picture, and the, the ceiling was actually black. Yeah, I could think it was yeah. white, but it was black, but and so every time they like there's a sunset and the sunset is pink, my nephews have always said that's pops he paints it pink and so Aww. when that pink aura came up I was like what the hell I didn't even notice it like until and pink is the pink. color that is um when if you do like studying into auras and things like that pink is a very kind calm color it's not so that's it's it's a good well, and it was at it's Ashley's favorite color too so I'm mm. like oh my god that's like that my dad was so there oh absolutely so yeah, I thought that one not that was crazy, but yeah, that's it. And David and I fly to South Carolina uh, tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow evening, and then we come back next Wednesday. What time so is we're your flight? Th- what time is your flight? 6.35 tomorrow night. Um, I don't know, I had to ask my husband to bring me my inhaler because I can't breathe because I was laughing so fucking hard <laughs> earlier. <laughs> if y'all only knew the shenanigans that go on behind the scenes. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it's good shit. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I was cracking up on Facebook earlier when Jeff had you had tagged me in that post about one drink with your best friend. It's, it's never it's all downhill. Thing. Yeah, it's never a good thing. And he's like, "Oh, you're single now." <laughs> and I was like, "No, it just means that whenever Mel and I get together, it usually means one one of us is gonna have to talk the other one down for fighting a bitch. <laughs> one or the other one's gonna be on the pole." One or the other one's going to get kicked out for making fun of the bouncer, the door guy, really anybody around us. The bartender. And the last one was like, or any other number of various scenarios that would end up with one of us wanting to fight a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we're really talking, nice. We are, but he was talking about, because it's. Uh, he says, that's why I'm single, right? That's why I'm yeah. single yeah, is like yeah, the yeah, page. Yeah. And so I shared it from that. I'm like, I don't even pay attention but to that. That doesn't, that that doesn't mean necessarily. Yeah. He just likes to give me a hard time because he knows I'm gullible and I'm going to be like, really? Like, you know, so he just likes to aggravate me. He's like, which, I mean, that just means he loves me. So it's fine. It's fine. Aww. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so, you should have yeah. said, well, yeah, I don't see no ring on it. <laughs> no, I was dying laughing. Right. I would say, don't got it. <laughs> um, I was laughing at the twins. I'm like, this is what's looking at Robert. <laughs> the twins for the shiny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just staring at him. Oh, Poor Robert. Yeah, so I working from home today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, because the doctor I work for is at a conference out of town. And so So basically, I mean, what do you do? You just I'm answering, answering the, the phones, phone. The phones are all transferred to me. So I have like billing stuff I have to do, like all the insurance billing and stuff that I'm catching up on that I can't do during normal days because we're so busy. And you have to be um, available to answer the phone. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only from nine to four and it rings to my cell phone and then it goes back to the office. Um, So it's not, I mean, it's been, I mean, it's not too bad. It's not too busy so far. Now tomorrow I probably just jinx myself and it's going to be ringing off the wall, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but that's about it. That's as exciting as my week has gotten. We um, got scheduled for the COVID vaccine (laughs) through Mm -hmm. UT Southwestern. My dad, um, I was able to get, because we wanted to try to get it before we leave. So I guess this is like the announcement time for, for us. Yes. So we've been oh. talking about, you know, this big announcement that's coming up for us. Um, and I mean, everyone who listens to the show knows how much we love New Orleans, but it is official. We are relocating to New Orleans yay. as of April 1st. Um, I say yay. I'm sad, but I'm happy at the same time. It's like mixed emotions. Yeah, I mean, it just was the right time. We're all still working from home with my job. I mean, if it comes back to my job says, you have to be back. Um, I don't think it's going to come to that because I, I have a really good relationship with my boss and everything I can do, I can do from home. But if it ever comes to that, I mean, I'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it type of thing but with my job there's really no plans for anyone to go back Um, right it's it's just I work for such a big firm that they are so focused on employee safety Mm -hmm. Um, like even with the Texas mask thing that just came out this week that everyone Texas knows about that our governor lifted the mask mandate and is is allowing everything to be open 100% capacity each business can their own thing but immediately my company sent out a mass email saying, this is not changing anything the way we are approaching any of it. Um, and even the people who are back in office with my company, they, they're all customer facing, client facing, people who really have to be there. And beyond that, it's gonna be like rolled out in stages. And my group of people is like the very last who would ever have to be back. And we mostly worked remotely anyway. We all mm-hmm. worked from home most of the week anyway, cause we're all 
remotely located. No one sits in the same place anyway. So we thought, yeah, great time for us to take advantage of a super cheap rent. Um, we found a condo that's in the heart of the French Quarter. It's right off of Dauphine in St. Louis. It's a two bedroom. <clears throat> fully furnished, which is great too, because we gave away all our furniture when we moved to the RV. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's another driving factor was my daughter and her mental state since her dad died. It has just been, she's just been slipping into deeper and deeper depression and I've got to do something to change. Her right. As a mom, you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because she's the most important thing to me. And ultimately the job, if my boss said it's stay or no job, then it would be no job because she's yeah. my number one priority and she's excited about something for the first time since November when her dad died. I mean, this is, she's excited about going, we're going to be right there, be able to just open the door and walk out and be in the heart of all of it. Um, everything's still closed down there, but you know, like yeah. when you and I were there, that's, <laughs> it's not a hindrance to do anything when you're there because most of it's walking around, looking at the architecture, window shopping, right. visiting the cemeteries, <laughs> stuff like that. So that doesn't even affect all the us. cool stuff was still. I mean, most of the stuff was open that we wanted to do. There was a yeah, few things that weren't. That, but... I mean, even like if you're you're doing tours and stuff, they still are doing those. They're just doing them in a very limited capacity. And I mean, yeah. we had three people on our tour. And that's how we met our our third sister our wife, Brian sister with the wife, Brian. <laughs> we love you, and man. Became a patron that day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that's my big exciting news is that we are going to be living the dream. It is not going to change anything on the podcast. So don't worry, guys. We're still going to be doing this. We're, we're doing it remotely again. If anything, we'll have more content it. because I, I plan on getting really involved in the local history and stuff like that, even more so than yeah. I am now because, yeah. So good stuff. Good times. Yay. Yay. Exciting. <sighs> what else? Anything else happened this week, Mel? I'm trying to think. Um, I'm still not, I am moving to South Carolina too. So I just don't know the exact date. I don't have a definite date. I will hopefully find out by the end of next week. So we'll see. <laughs> I can't say anything else besides that. So yeah. 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 I feel that. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to think if there was anything else. I usually have things during the week that I'm like, oh, I want to say, I want to talk about that. Or I want to mention that on the show. And then I fucking forget. I don't write it down. I mean, the only thing I think that's happened big this week is that our governor released there's no mask required, yeah. but you know, I mean, everywhere I'm seeing, I don't care if you wear a mask or not, whatever, just stay away from me if you don't have a mask Yeah, I, I I'm get fully that that's, vaccinated I'm, and I'm still yeah, going to wear a mask. Because it's the, with being vaccinated, you can still carry it and spread it to others. Exactly. So, and so I mean, our office, you can't come into our office without a mask on. Mm -hmm. I know, and people are just bitching and bitching about it. Well, then don't go to that place. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask and they require a mask, you, you have the there. right to not wear it, but then that business owner also has the right to not serve you. Right. Because, you know, that, that you can't pick and choose that you have rights, but other people don't. Right. And, it and falls that's under us having our freedoms and stuff. Yes, and yes. you have to understand, you know, that's how it is. So that anyways. business, yeah, that business owner has full right. And then, and then if you, if there is a business that is not enforcing masks and that is a big sticking point for you, then don't go to that business. I yeah. mean, I would not go into <laughs> that. Nobody there who was serving food was wearing a mask that nobody was doing. I would not patronize that, that business in that's my choice. Right. That's my right. That's their right. That's fine. That's the country we live in. And you have to love this country for all of that. Even that, that, the government is, well, cannot tell someone what they can do with their body. Well, we won't get into reproductive rights or any of that because that's not this kind of show. <laughs> no, it's not. 
because they both feel exactly the same about that. So. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm ready to get into my story. So you, you, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't have anything else going on. I mean, I'm just okay. excited to get out of town. I know we're so ready. It's we're every day. Like we just went and picked up some sushi today because somebody on my Facebook and it's now on my face, my Instagram, um, he posted on his story sushi and I'm like, oh my God, thanks a lot. Now I want sushi. And because I live out here in the fucking country, it's a day trip to go anywhere. So we drove <laughs> all the way into Rockwall to get sushi and um, pho. So it's like, that was like a freaking three hour round trip drive, but oh, but soon we'll just be able to walk right out and walk whatever way we want to go to get yeah. whatever we want. So and I get to visit and I have yes. to stay and go visit. So yeah, yes, you do. Yep. I know that's one of the big things is that we, we are excited for people that we love to come to town and have somebody there so we can show them what we love about it um that's one of the because if we were just there and no one ever came I think I would be a little sad but I'm hoping people are going to come visit the ones who are saying they're going to come visit come visit because we want to share it with everybody so you're only yeah. six hours away from me no nah, that's all yeah right mm -hmm. yeah here you're 13 hours away <laughs> well I think it's, it's I, think, I think it's actually like eight hours but... it says eight hours on the maps but you get stuck on this one stretch of highway that there's no other lanes. And if you get stuck in traffic, it can be nine to 10 hours. So, but we've made the drive in one trip before. Now what we oh, yeah. do when we lately, what we do the last few trips we've gone, we drive into Baton Rouge and we stay over mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge. And then the next day we drive into new Orleans because <clears throat> that way you're driving <laughs> checking into your hotel which is super expensive because you're you know probably staying somewhere you know central and you're not wasting a night there right you could pay this super cheap rates in baton rouge and stay overnight there and then drive into new orleans the next day and be refreshed and ready to start your your trip but now we won't even have to do that i'm so excited mel i can't tell you yeah oh my god it's like I'm i still so can't believe it i haven't wanted to say anything either because i still can't believe that it's actually happening but it is but yeah papers are signed payments been made everything booked notice is given it's happening okay so mm. let's get into my serial killer so Robert and I were I was trying to figure out what serial killer to do and the one story that I was been wanting to do is more of a true crime story because he's not technically a serial killer mm -hmm. and that's why I told you I wanted to take one of your true crime things so, so everyone listening we're going to swap that off from now on we're going to go back to what we were doing with swapping true crime and paranormal so we can each have a little taste of that um but i was trying to figure out what serial killer to do and my husband said have you done the killing fields and i'm like what and he said and i started to look into it it's still an active case so it made me start thinking of what are the active serial killers right now that I've, I've actually read about the killing fields. So yes, yeah. this is happening in Houston. It's Texas. Yeah. So I have 12 <clears throat> small stories. It's a couple um, paragraphs on each one that are 12 of the active known serial killers today in the world um, that are and a, that they have no idea who it is that so you know we always say oh. that at any given time there's 25 to 50 active serial killers that the FBI knows about you could have passed one you know in your daily life so that's what we're going to talk about the first one I'm going to talk about is the killing fields murders so 
according to, and I got all of this from the grudge.com. Hold on. What is this? Grunge.com is where the site I got that um, I used that had most information kind of compiled nicely. Um, so according to a 1999 issue of Texas Monthly, which I used to subscribe to, the Killing Fields, which is the name given to a strip of abandoned oil fields near Interstate 45, and that's going from Dallas to Houston, um, have long been known as the favorite dump site for killers. In 1984, news went national with the discovery of four naked, carefully posed female murder victims. At the time, law enforcement had a suspect. His name was Robert Abel. He's a NASA engineer who worked on the original Apollo missions. <clears throat> Abel was around 60 years old when the murders and more disappearances happened. And the same law enforcement officials who considered him a suspect were also forced to admit that they had absolutely no evidence that he had anything to do with them. So he was a suspect, but they really had no evidence. So he insisted that he was innocent, but it's undeniable that some killer was at work during the, that time. There was 30 plus young women who have been killed or gone missing over the course of the decades. Um, and it's sometimes collectively referred to as the I-45 killings. And according to the mm. Washington Post, a few perpetrators have been caught, but most cases, including the killing of those four women are still open. So two of those four victims were discovered in the mid 80s, and they were only identified in 2019. So it took them that long to identify wow. the remains. And that's, of course, thanks to advancement in genetic analysis, DNA. Um, right. Tim Miller, who is the father of the victim, Laura Miller, has since turned the killing fields into a memorial for all missing loved ones <clears throat> and hopes that someday the killer will be caught. So that's um, one open case that well, it's not it's several cases, but somebody is responsible for dumping these women in that stretch of highway in Texas, going from Dallas to Houston. Oh, it makes me want to drive the route and like get out and go look around. <laughs> oh, no, creepy, right? <clears throat> so this second one, and I think that you might have mentioned him, or I don't know if you've done him, but then the, his name sounds familiar, but then the story, I'm like, wait, I don't remember that. Um, he, this name, they actually, this is one of the ones that they actually know his name. They know who he is. And that's very unusual. So his name is Pedro Alonso Lopez, and he is called the Monster of the Andes. Um, See, it sounds so. like I think I did, I, the monster this, of the, I did the monster of Venezuela. So maybe that's why it sounded familiar to me then. Okay. Okay. So um, this story starts that, you know, the definition of a serial killer is a person who murders three or more people in a period of over a month and they typically have a cooling down quote cooling down period between murders so pedro lopez he's a colombian serial killer who has hunted his way across south america and he's still at large and he has definitely gone way 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 past three murders according mm -hmm. to rolling stone lopez's predilection for assault and murder started when he was very young born in 1948 he was eventually arrested in ecuador in 1980 it was there that he confessed to 110 murders in ecuador alone and later added 240 more victims across several other countries wow he preferred children between the ages of 7 and 12 and was a suspect in a further 300 killings so prosecuting him would be difficult, and it turns out that it's possible for the story to get even crazier. Listen to this shit. 
I couldn't believe this. I, I really can't believe it. So hold nothing on. surprises me anymore. <laughs> so, and he, they didn't believe him with all his stories either. Um, and th I got this information from another side, but he took them to a mass grave where they found the remains of hundreds of them. So he, they knew that, oh my gosh, this guy's, he's for real. He really has killed this many people. So he hasn't been caught. Wait, just oh. wait, but wait, there's more. If you order oh, now, Lord. <clears throat> hold on. I have to, I have to clear my throat really quick. Let me go on mute. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the it's not the Rona. So he did serve 14 years of a 16 year sentence in Ecuador, but he was released early for good behavior, and he was immediately sent back to his native Colombia and put on trial for the murders committed there. The end of the trial saw him committed to a psychiatric institution, and he remained there for four years until 1998. And then he was released on good behavior and $50 bail. He hasn't been what? seen since, but he has been connected to even more killings. They what was let his name again? Him go. Pedro Lopez. Okay. The My guy was of the Andes. So mine was Luis Gervito. He was called the Beast. Oh, okay. 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 So He's I the one that killed. He killed all the kids in South America in the sugarcane fields. All the boys. Oh, I remember boys. that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's why just his nickname sounded familiar. So this guy, I mean, well, I think, and it was South America and stuff too. So right, right. But they let him go. They let him go. Three hundred, at least three hundred people. He's killed, and now they know that he's killed more because it's his same mo in the same area. They know he's killed more. They just that's have no idea where he is. Can't find him. Um. So the next one is the Long Island serial killer. <clears throat> so it did take some time for the full scale of this case to unfold. And when it did, it became what 48 Hours calls the biggest unsolved murder case in New York history. So it started with a 23-minute 911 call made by Shannon Gilbert. And Gilbert was mm -hmm. an escort. Um, she had oh. just been dropped off at a client's home when three hours later, she fled the home, ran to a neighbor and asked for help and then disappeared. That was in May of 2010, and it wasn't until December 11th of the same year that the manhunt for her started turning up bodies along Long Island's Gilgo Beach. So those oh. bodies included Maureen Brannard Barnes, who had been missing for three years, and Megan Waterman, who had, been, who had also been missing and she left behind a three-year-old daughter. Wait, so these bodies are washing up on shore? I don't know. I think they just started searching like in the dunes and stuff and they found these bodies. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they were, so just, they were actually they were buried looking. Or... Yeah. They were actually looking for it <clears throat> and found these other bodies. Um, okay. Got it. Yeah. So more remains were discovered in the following months, bringing the total to 10 bodies. So fast forward to more than a decade later, and not only is the serial killer still out there, but five of the women found along the lonely stretch of beach remain unidentified, including the woman in the, um, oh, sorry, there was a sketch that I deleted. It was including that woman. Um, according to ABC News, the case is still very active and recently new evidence, including a photo of a belt bearing the initials WH or HM, depending on whichever way you're looking at the right. belt. Um, they were released to the public. And in 2020, Netflix released um, a show called <laughs> Lost Girls, and it's based on the killings, but no new oh, information has oh, come wow. to light. 
yeah. So that killer still remains at large as well. Can you imagine being a serial killer and you're not caught and you're watching this movie, this TV show about you? <laughs> oh, no, because you know they do. You that's that's oh, something that, like, that's something that they do. They like to watch shit about and them. He's and probably like, ah, that's wrong. You got that shit wrong. Let right? me know Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't, that's not true. Rich, this is how it happened. See, but like we're you and me, we're so fucking obsessive compulsive it would bother us like if our initials were hm if somebody thought it was w wh like no no it's hm it's hm like i would have yeah. to write in to somebody and tell them they got it wrong <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no you got it wrong you know i'd be like get caught um so this one the next one i'm going to tell about is um and let me check the time i think i have it a break built in here yeah i just have two more quick ones and we're going to do a little quick quickie break um this one just recently came to light in 2021 oh. so in, in it's uh, there's no actual Wait, name associated 2021 mm -hmm. like it's only march 2021 yeah so in january 2021 they they realized so it's taken let me let me tell you the story so they don't have an actual name associated with this this person yet i suppose say this guy but it could could not might not be a guy um so in january 2021 the chicago sun times ran a ran a profile piece on gwendolyn Wim williams <clears throat> she loved to dance they said she was a fierce protector of her younger siblings she taught them how to stay on the straight and narrow and encouraged them to follow their dreams and to stay in church she loved to cook her family called her their guardian angel her body was discovered on June 12, 2002. So in 2021, they did a piece on this woman whose body had been found in mm -hmm. June of 2002. Um, and her body bare, bore defensive wounds and signs like skin under her fingernails that showed that she had tried to fight off whoever it was that had killed her. Um, and it just wasn't Williams, police believe that she is one of 51 Chicago women who have been the victim of a serial killer operating in that city since 2001. According to the Chicago Tribune, the victim count may be 55, maybe 75, it may be even higher. Um, by the time the law enforcement put together a task force to treat the murders as connected murders, at mm -hmm. least four more potentially connected victims had already been discovered. In late 2020, investigators had turned up a slew of non-matching DNA samples in the cases, but yep. they, huh? Mm -hmm. But they don't think that they don't think that has you're frozen for a second there. Oh, sorry. They don't think that that has anything to do. They okay. still think it's all one person um, that's responsible, mm -hmm. even though they found some non-matching DNA samples. Um, <clears throat> and so, so what did they name him? What have they? They named haven't him? they haven't named him yet. So they say the overwhelming majority of the murders still point towards the likelihood that it was one very careful, very intelligent killer. Um, what's interesting that it says is that the it took so long for them to make these connections because the Illinois State Forensic Labs, in some cases, they are 30 years behind in analyzing evidence. Years. 30 years. Like these cases have been what that's their the backlog. That's their backlog. I think it's time to hire somebody new. Maybe put out a job ad on Indeed or ZipRecruiter <laughs> that may need some help because 30 years behind. <laughs> I know. I thought I had a lot to do. But my thing is that what I think it what I my thought process goes to people that are incarcerated that shouldn't be incarcerated. 
that could get cleared and exonerated from having DNA stuff done. Yeah. And they've been sitting in jail and prison for these 30 years that they're fucking behind. By the time they catch up with all this shit, they're going to wind up being dead. Yeah, you know dead. what I mean? Like, and they should or their whole life prison. over with. Yeah. So it's on both sides of the fence. I mean, there's they're 30 years behind in analyzing evidence and it's stopping them from making connections or possibly identifying killers. They're 30 years on behind on analyzing evidence that could possibly clear somebody who is mm -hmm. sitting in jail for this. So yeah, it's it's a really sad miscarriage of justice and Illinois really need to get, get their shit together. Uh, I couldn't believe that when I read that. Um, so one more before we take a quick break and this is called the Jeff Davis 8. And it's, it's that Jeff Davis is not for um, the person's name. It's the river or something like that. I'll tell you in like, a second. Like eight, the number eight? Eight, the number eight. Yeah, the Jeff Davis eight. And it's mm -hmm. Jefferson Davis eight. Um, is the name given to eight women who were killed in regular intervals from 2005 to 2009. According to the Washington Post, they were all between 17 and 30 years old, and they were all associated in some way with the area's drug and sex trade. Um, and they were all from Jennings, Louisiana. By fall of... Jennings! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I made a name. Yeah. By the fall of 2009, law enforcement went on the public record to state that the murders were undoubtedly the work of one serial killer, and they were offering a reward leading to the capture of whoever that would may be. But not everyone was convinced, including an investigative journalist named Ethan Brown. He would later write um, a book called Murder in the Bayou based on his mm -hmm. findings. And the gist of the accusations is that Brown found that all eight victims had some sort of relationship, some sexual, some as informants with local law enforcement. Oh, that and insight from their shared pimp because they all had one pimp, Frankie Richard, led him to believe Yeah, that I only have one pimp, too. One, yeah. <laughs> they all had the same pimp. Um, mm. They led him to believe that the women died in some sort of massive cover-up. Um, the idea that law enforcement was involved in the deaths of the Jeff Davis 8 is a real-life story that inspired HBO's True Detective. Oh. So it's still unknown whether the killer or the killers were from law enforcement or if it's somebody outside of law enforcement and they're a serial offender working alone, but all of the murders still remain at large and the cases are unsolved. So I want to go read that murder in the bayou now because that's interesting because you know how I've, I'm, I think that you'd love to read books. I'm not a big book reader, so I, 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 I say read, but I listen to them now. I, I do audible. Yeah. That's, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, I like the audiobooks for sure, much more than I just have time to sit here and read. I don't have time, but I can listen to yeah. it and working, listen. And I mean, I yet. used to love to just open a good book and sit there, but now I I don't have time for that. So now when I'm working, I'll, pl I'll plug it in and listen to it. And sometimes they're narrated by the author, and sometimes they're narrated by famous people. And sometimes the narration's really good. They add sound effects and all kinds of awesome shit. Um, but anyway, that is my first part and I have some more to cover after we take a quick break and break a uh, break. yeah we will come back and talk more about some of the active known serial killers in the world today so stay tuned everybody stay tuned hey guys Mel here from Gotham Bougie podcast did you know that if you go to www.patreon.com slash Gotham Bougie podcast 
you can become a patron and you'll receive lots of rewards along with some special gifts once you've been a member of after two months. And you also get special little gifts from us and some little trinkets throughout the time that you are a patron on our Patreon. So go and join Patreon now. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash goth and bougie podcast. What are you waiting for? Bye. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome was, back. That was our patron ad, right? Because we don't have any yes. more sponsors on Anchor. You got to hear me tell you about our lovely Patreon that you need to go and fucking join if you haven't. If you have, we appreciate you so much and we love you so much. Okay. Oh, I love every single one of our patrons so much. I love them. I yes. think about them. I dream about them. I wish them well. I'll send good vibes out into the universe for every single one of them. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm trying here. Give me credit. I'm trying. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I just had a flash of that. And we were, that was yes, so much I fun. Yes, I did too. Okay. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait for you to come visit me in New Orleans. It's going to be so much fucking fun. But is Robert ready for me to come visit you? <laughs> That's the question. Poor Robert. He has to take care of two drunk bitches. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. Yeah, he is. Yes. All right, so let's get into the other. I think I have, I don't know how many more. I had 12 total. I don't know how many I've talked about. Um, so this we talked about five. We've already done five? Yes. Okay, so we have six more. No, seven more. Yes, seven. Seven plus I, five. I was publicly <laughs> educated. I don't fucking seven, eight. Count on my fingers. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yes. Hey, I have to count on my fingers too. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. okay. So this and next, next one, and next, come on, come on down. Okay, um, this one is called the Highway of Tears Killer. So there's a stretch of Canada's Yellowhead Highway 16 between Prince Rupert and Prince George, where the scenery includes billboards warning women not to hitchhike. They're there. Oh, because that's what we do. We're just going to, oh, I'm going to go hitchhike. Let's go fucking hitchhike. What? I mean, gosh, I mean, I guess it happened a lot if they had to put up fucking billboards for it. So they are there because there have been so many bodies recovered along this stretch of road that it's now properly called the Highway of Tears. That's just so sad. <clears throat> the Canadian Encyclopedia says that it's unknown just how many people have been killed along the stretch of highway. And even though the Royal Canadian Mountain Police mounted police mounted police officially say the number is 18 as of 2019, <clears throat> but they really don't know. Um, there's a group called the Human Rights Watch. Them mm -hmm. along with the indigenous people in the area say that the actual number is closer to 40. As many of those who have disappeared or have been killed belong to the often overlooked indigenous populations. And we've talked about that before, how just um, underserved yeah. populations of people just, they don't get the attention that they deserve. Um, unsolved murders along Highway 18 go all the way back to 1969. And in 2016, Staff Sergeant Wayne Clary had some somber words. He said, I've been honest with our victims' families, and I say, that perhaps they'll never be solved. <clears throat> oh, task, that's horrible. All right. A task. Like he's given up hope. 
Yeah, he's just been well. At least he's being honest with them that yeah they have no clue, and that's how good this this person is that that they have no clue. So a task force called E Pana E capital E P A N A. And I don't know what it stands for, but it was assembled in 2005 to investigate disappearances. But since then, the number of people assigned to the task force has dropped from 70 people originally to now there's only eight people on the task force working these wow. cases. Um, Clary says that in many of the still open cases, the years have not been kind. Evidence has been lost. Witnesses have died. And sometimes victims' bodies go undiscovered in the wilderness. He says, we care and we're trying and we keep following up on the tips and interviews that come in. But there's just been nothing concrete yeah. yet. So that is the at least high- they're being on. At least you're right. At least he's being honest with the families to not give them false hope because so many so many people are given false hope whenever there's cases that are open or cold cases. They're given this false hope, and it's yeah, they think that like, someday they'll be found, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. just just like um Jason that went um, yeah. Andrea that's still missing at Texas State. Like I'm like I said, I'm in this Facebook group, and it's just the false hope that these parents have been given about him, and it's just. Just be honest. Every it's day. what what is the probability? It's like that's that's me when I talk to a doctor. It's like like with my daughter's dad. I, I I said to them, I said, I know you cannot tell us yes or no, and you don't want us to be discouraged. But in your experience, what is has been the statistics of somebody recovering from something like this? You know, because I know that they can't say that it's definitely hopeless or it's definitely you know going to be fine. I, I wanted right. to know based on their experience, and and that's what. It, it, with these cases too is that this guy is being honest with based on his experience with people who have right. gone missing in this area that it's there's really not much hope that they're yeah, going to be found just, okay it's sad um so then the next one <clears throat> let me take a little drink right here <laughs> the next one is the west mesa murders m-e-s-a um, mm-hmm. It started with a list of names compiled by an albuquerque detective st- starting in 2005 the names added up quickly, but it wasn't until 2009 that law enforcement uncovered their remains. According to the Albuquerque Journal, the first human bone was found on February 2nd and adds, hold on, it had been weeks before all the bodies were uncovered and another year before the women were identified. I think that I'm looking like maybe I missed a paragraph here in my research i mean there's so many places to hide bodies in albuquerque if you've never been it's very desert and then all of a sudden you're at the mountains and you can go up in this tram thing that takes you you know like the car tra- the trolley car thing yeah like a tram like <clears throat> take you up they can take you up they take you up to the top of the mountain you get out and there's snow so there's tons of places to hide bodies there. yeah right um it was weeks before all the bodies were uncovered and another year before women were identified and 10 of the 11 women were on the list of missing women with ties to the city's high crime central avenue area Mm. So seven more women are still unaccounted for, leading experts to believe that there are many other burial sites. Um, At the time, it was reported in the national media as the crime of the century. But fast forward through the years, and there's still been no real suspects, and 
nobody has been arrested. Um, George Walker, who is a private investigator, <clears throat> has been working the case, and he has stressed that there's a very real possibility that the killer was never caught because he's not even any longer in the area that he's moved on. Wow. Because there's a possibility the killer has come and gone. Serial killers move. That's why they don't get caught. If he didn't get caught, I'm sure there are more victims somewhere. He could possibly be on the loose in New Mexico or another state or somewhere else. So, with but they also they also stop killing for a while. Some, right, they have that cases. cooling down period. They have that right. cooling down period, and then then it picks and back up. They get up. that trigger. They get that mm -hmm. trigger, and yeah, yeah. Um, so the next one is called the Rainbow Maniac. Oh, can he? Can he? If I get killed by a serial killer, that's I want to kill me. The Rainbow Maniac. Yes. The first victim of the serial killer dubbed the Rainbow Maniac was Jose Cicero Henrique. He was killed on July 4th, 2007, and then dumped in Sao Paulo's Paturas Park, but he wasn't the last one. According to The Guardian, 13 men in total were killed and dumped in the park against the backdrop of Brazil's Gay Pride March. That's why he's dubbed the Rainbow oh, Maniac. No, that's not why I want him to be called the Rainbow Maniac. No. I want him to be called the Rainbow Maniac because, like, they find the body and there's glitter. There's, like, rainbow glitter yeah. over them. Well, unfortunately, like because of this scenario surrounding yeah. deaths where it was, the police chief, um, Paolo Fernando, says that it's clear that whoever's killing these people has a thing against homosexuals that he can yeah that it's it's actually targeted um against homosexuals it wasn't until six months after henrique's body was found that police even announced that they knew that they were dealing with a serial killer <clears throat> mm -hmm. they linked not only to the paturis park killings but to three more murders in the nearby city the announcement came alongside the arrest of a retired police officer, but in spite of a witness that identified the man as having been the shooter in at least one of the murders, he was ultimately acquitted. So they they thought they had the guy, but then he was acquitted. So no other arrests were made and violence against members of Brazil's gay, gay community continued to rise. And it was reported in 2018 that crime had continued to rise after a staggering 30% increase in violent crimes from 2016 to 2017. And Reuters reported that threats made against recently elected transgender councilwomen were considered as heralding another wave of violence against the community. Um, so in that area, the rainbow maniac is targeting homosexuals specifically. That's so um, sad. Yes, yeah, I hate that. Sad. But I mean, I wouldn't. To be, I understand why he's called the rainbow murderer, but I would think that I want the rainbows to be like, right? Like, don't don't like, give I, him that. Yeah, yeah. Let let the community still own the rainbow and what that stands for. Don't don't yeah. don't give him that name. Give him something. But different. I expect like the bodies to be found with like glitter or like lucky charm rainbow. rainbow like lucky charm marshmallows <laughs> the end of the rainbow you know what i mean like something right or like or like gold like fake gold laying over them at the end of the gold you know at the end of the rainbow is a pot of gold yeah it makes you think gold. that that was something like to do with like the what he did when he left the bodies but no they now they i sound crazy because i yeah i sound like a serial killer i'm gonna like plot the body <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just don't know. Y'all know if I ever kill somebody, it's going to be extra. And they're going to know. It's kind of leopard prints. Yes. And like, just like my um, motorcycle helmet. That is so funny. 
Have you got one yet, by the way? And he's ordering the glittery pink one for me. So <laughs> of course. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. Did you not see our my post? <laughs> I I didn't see the picture. I, I read everything, but did you post a picture of it? Uh, no, I haven't posted. I don't have it yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I had read what you the conversation between you guys. That was so funny. Yeah, I'll talk it about sounded, it sounded episode. It, I could hear you in my head. I could hear you in my head. It's so funny. Okay, yeah. so the next one is the Skid Row Stabber. Oh, in LA? Yes. So for a long time, it seemed that LA's homeless community could rest a little bit easier. The Skid Row which Stabber. Is right, which is right by the Cecil Hotel. Yes. Yeah. So the Skid Row Stabber had been caught. That's what they thought. The months of October and November 1978 had been a terrifying time. So when 10 homeless men were brutally murdered in the streets and they were attributed to the Skid Row Stabber. According to LA Times, police honed in on Bobby Joe Maxwell after discovering two pieces of evidence, his handprint on a bench near one of the crime scenes and the fact that he owned a knife that could have made the wounds in some of the stabbings add in that add to that the testimony of a man named Sidney Storch and it was an open and shut case only it definitely was not years later new information came to light Storch would use details from public news reports to put together false confessions he then claimed to have heard from fellow inmates like Maxwell it was in 1998 and shockingly, it wasn't until 2010 that Maxwell's conviction as the Skid Row Stabber would be overturned. So he was pinned with it. It was not even him. So he actually, what his conviction was overturned and it, it still wasn't over. So according to the AP, Maxwell was still fighting the charges as late as 2018. And they were finally dismissed in August. By then, Maxwell had been hospitalized and comatose following a severe heart attack. He died in May of 2019, and the real Skid Row stabber has never been caught. Oh, dang. So, yeah, this guy, whoever did that, thought he got away with it because they pinned it on somebody else, and it was not that guy at Wow. All. That's crazy. So, the next one is the Colonial Parkway Murders. So three years, eight bodies, and a 23-mile-long section of Virginia Highway, and that forms the backbone of the so-called Colonial Parkway murders. It was gung-gung murder. murder. <laughs> so there's a lot of evidence that seems to suggest that, eight, that the eight murders were the work of the same person. Victims were killed between October 1986 and September 1989. They were all young couples killed at the same time in the same area, and each set of victims seemed to have been reaching for identification or registration information when they were taken from their cars. The last detail led to the belief that the killer was or posing as someone in law enforcement because it seemed like they oh. were over and that they were reaching for like, you know, show me your license and registration right. kind of thing. But given the different mm. ways that the victims were killed, some investigators were hesitant to call it the work of a serial killer. So okay. revi revisiting the case in 2021, 
Bill Thomas, who was the producer of a four-part oxygen series, and he was the brother of one of the victims. He said that with renewed interest in the case and advances in forensic technology, he hopes that there's still a chance to bring his sister's killer to justice, but they are all still unsolved and they do not know who this person is. So that's the Colonial Parkway murders. Again, maybe, maybe law enforcement, see. Did you see, okay, hold on. I've got some other stories to tell, but I gotta, did you see that a Dallas police officer was uh, was arrested today on two counts of capital murder? No, I actually missed that. Yeah, yes, that's gonna be one of our true crime stories coming up in the next, right. And once we get the, you know, the resolution of the case, what happens, but yeah, he's involved in two murders in 2017. Crazy pants. Wow. So the next one is the I-70 killer. And this is, hold on. I think you're freezing a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the I-70 killer. The first victim mm -hmm. was killed on April 8th, 1992. And the last known victim was killed on May 7th of the same year. So 1992. <laughs> In just a few short weeks, six people all of them brunette, all of them retail workers along the stretch of Missouri Highway were killed in the same way. Each one was shot with a 22 caliber rifle. There was no sign of sexual assault and so little was taken from each store that robbery was written off as a motive. The killing seemed to stop as abruptly as they started and the serial killer was never identified. It's like he was just killing him just to kill. Yeah, or yeah, he moved. Kill. And yeah. So eyewitnesses described mm -hmm. the killer as, quote, a guy who had been sleeping in his clothes, who talked to himself mm -hmm. and hung out around the stores where the victims would later be found. Some witnesses said that they had seen him hitchhiking away from the scene. Um, let's see. But another news source says that that's not the end of the story. Donald Waterhouse was originally on the suspect list. He had reportedly killed his mother and stepfather with the same caliber rifle not long before the I-70 killer struck. But mm. in 1993 and 1994, Texas experienced a similar set of murders. Ah. And this, this happened while this guy Waterhouse was in jail. So they think that the same person killed the people, um, mm. I-70 killer yeah. and the, the murders in Texas was the same person. So that ruled out Donald Waterhouse. Yeah, the same, the same MO, you know. Right, like, right. Yeah. And they think it was the same person. So three more store clerks were shot in the workplaces and this time one of them actually survived. The two sets of killings were never officially linked by law enforcement. So there wasn't like, you know, they weren't, weren't officially attributed to the same person, but right. they think that it was. Um, but the coincidence just seemed like it's too much of a, just to be a coincidence. I mean, the similarities are uncanny to seem to be the same person. He's just moving around. Right. Which from what we've learned is often what serial killers do. They just move around. Right. So then the last one on my list, I think this is the last one. Yes, this is the last one that I have is the Route 29 Stalker. So the Route 29 Stalker has a pattern or had a pattern. He'd pull up alongside or behind women who were driving. And if they stopped, he had tried to convince them that there was something wrong with their vehicle. He'd offered to give them a ride and that's how he would kill them. And that is how he killed Alicia Showalter Reynolds. Mm. 
Reynolds was killed on March 2nd, 1996, and that's also when appearances of the Route 29 stalker stopped. She was missing for more than two months before her body was discovered, and she's not the only person to have met a grisly fate along Virginia's Route 29. Investigators have found a string of cases where women disappear from the same stretch of road, including Morgan Harrington in 2009, Samantha Clark in 2010, and Deshaud Smith in 2012. So when Harrington's remains were discovered and identified, law enforcement also recovered DNA that was a match to a rape case from Northern Virginia. The suspect has never been identified, and it remains unclear whether or not the string of disappearances disappearances are the work of a single killer or if several predators are stalking this particular mm. stretch of road um so there had already been reports of the stalking and weird things happening along route 29 and then right. whenever that girl was killed all of that stopped that's so crazy know, maybe he oh, it escalated to crazy. somebody dying and he decided to stop i don't know it's just scary on. these people are still fucking out there and they don't yeah. i mean they could be and dead, this is only but... some of them this is not yeah. if you do a search for active serial killers it will bring up more than this these are just the ones that um this this one site put together kind of neatly i've seen some other ones but yeah it's crazy that there are so many out there right now it's and you nuts. may not even know it like how if you how would you know how unless would you, you know? Knew, yeah, unless you were, you know, familiar with the crime stories of that area, it's not like there's a billboard saying, except, except for that one place that does say, don't hitchhike, but you wouldn't I just know. can't imagine seeing that billboard that says, don't hitchhike. <laughs> there's a serial killer right here, right now. That's crazy. I mean, when you go to, to Houston, there's those signs that say, don't pick up hitchhikers because it's a prison area. No, what scares me driving back from fucking South Texas to, home, to here is when you get out of the fucking rest stops and it says, watch for rattlesnakes. <laughs> what? In Colorado, there's one too that we went to this trail and we got out and we parked and we went to visit our friends, Jen and um, Joe, that he's a firefighter there. And they took us, Jen took us to this little trail thing. The kids could go walk. It was beautiful. The first thing it says, watch for rattlesnakes, caution, rattlesnakes. I'm not getting out of the goddamn car. I think if you saw two signs, one said caution, there's a serial killer in the area, and the other one says caution, there's rattlesnakes, you would be more scared than the rattlesnakes. Yeah, I would definitely be more. I was scared. <laughs> like, and then my thought process was like, oh my God, I'm sitting in the car. What if they climb up into the car inside the tailpipe or something? Like, that's where my thought process goes. I'm going to totally send you photos of like snakes that have called up into the, the AC they, vents so and stuff. Ash, um, Caitlin and Jeff do that all the time. Jeff fucking <laughs> sends me TikToks that are snake shit. And I'm like, I can't. You need to stop. You need so now like I'm on snake TikTok. So every TikTok since up has something to do with snakes. And I'm like, why? Why that's is this happening? Nice. To you? He needs to yeah, respect so. that that's something that really does bother you. He he does. He just likes to aggravate me. <laughs> but I aggravate him too when I say I want my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gotta be pink and glittery or leopard print. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that is these the 12 active serial mm. killers that I um brought to you today and yeah so if one of you are listening and you're an active serial serial killer can't talk serial killer please just stay the fuck away from us because again you'll return us real fast not today (laughs) you'll return us real fast if you listen to our previous episodes we've told you that so yeah oh that's crazy scary just knowing there could be anywhere 
Yeah. Yeah. It scares me. It really scares me. It scares me because when my kids are driving back and forth by themselves, so they're out by themselves and they're on their own, like even like Cheyenne, like she's by herself Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like it's scary. Because even when you listen to these shows, like, you know, what, oh, on SNL, there was a sketch that was, you've got to share it you guys got to look it up, look up SNL murder show skit. And it's talking about how women, how we love to watch murder shows. And that's like something I, that I saw. They talked about it last week. Oh my God. You got to watch it. it. It's hilarious. But even, you know, we, we watch these things. We listen to the podcast, we read books, we all that. We still think it's kind of far away. It's, it's seems it's still be remote, but it's, it's really not. And it, mm. it's happening in your own backyard. And that's scary. Um, I think we watch them as a like it's scary, but it's not happening to us kind of thing. But yeah, the sad thing is those women that you're reading that story about, they probably watched murder shows too. And exactly look, it still and happened to them. You, the number it's like the top five sex trafficking place, yeah. you know, that there's sex trafficking that kids or girls are being traded mm-hmm. from person to person and sex traffic is right up the road from us. Yeah. Like yep. it's in our backyard basically. And I pass it all the time. It just, and that's all I think about when I pass it. I'm like, should I pull in here so I can help somebody? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, everyone, horrible. Dave, keep your wits about you. Stay aware of what's going on. Stay off your phone. That was one of the things I told um, my daughter when we moved to New Orleans is like walking around, staring at your phone is not going to be an option. She is. You told to, me when we were there, you're like, yeah, your phone up. don't be on your phone. I'm like, I'm you have to be aware. Pictures. And in that yeah. type of area, it's so the crime is really high there just because it's such a touristy area. Um, and you just, you have to be aware of everything around you at all times because things can happen quickly. And that, that type of area also is a very transient type of population. People come in and people right, go right. out, which is what a lot of serial killers do. What a criminals do. They come in and they go out and they're opportunistic. So people just, guys, keep your wits about you out there. Don't think you're above anything because you think you've heard it all on all of the things we've talked about or things you've watched on TV or books you've read. Stay aware. Stay aware. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because that's just nuts that these people are out there. And you've probably walked past oh, yes. somebody that's yeah. murdered or someone that's a serial killer. Like we've said before, it's very, it's possible. So yep. all right, guys, that's all we got for this episode. Hey, Hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Um, so next week is true crime. It's not about a murder. It's actually kind of funny. You're going to be like, kids are being killed. Are you no, I know what's happening to me. What's going on? This so, crazy fever, this South Carolina. Fever. <laughs> so yeah, so it's going to, it's very interesting. So you guys asked for something different. Didn't involve murder, but true crime. I'm trying. So here you go. So y'all tune in next week for true crime, but do you have anything else though? no that's it they need to right. go give go us money our, <laughs> yes go to our facebook instagram um twitter and then also guys become a patron on patreon like we're going to keep repeating it over and over again you're going to be tired five of bucks. it i mean five bucks i mean i go to starbucks and spend 12 dollars easily it's breaking me <laughs> like i've got to, i had to stop <laughs> like, like i had to stop going what? yeah i know we just like us too. Well, and we get like maybe a little treat, like a cake pop or a croissant, and we get extra espresso shots. And then they tell me the total, and it's like, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, I mean, by the time I get my venti chai latte with the vanilla sweet cream cold foam, the cinnamon on top, cinnamon dolce, and um, the other stuff I get in it, like it's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. So yeah. 
So guys, just go and join $5 a month. You're not going to die from that. It just helps a really great cause. Um, and it helps us to be able to now, especially with us not being together, like be able to take trips and do some fun stuff for you guys. So this one needs some better yeah. now that we're going to be recording remotely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we definitely, before we were able to do it and just use our phones and when we were in the same room together, because the audio quality wasn't that effective, but now that we're having to use zoom, um, and be over an internet connection to have a little bit better equipment would really make it much better uh, oh definitely for the participation yeah. of everyone listening it would be yeah, better for you absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. hopefully this one this microphone and my earbuds sound it, better it sounded than... better to me i think it will okay. once we listen to it afterwards i think it'll sound i'm better sure i'm sure uh high priest robert will let me know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he will oh gosh all right guys ready yep okay wait <laughs> Are we counting up to three or down from three to? Oh shit! All right, y'all. Y'all come back now. Come back now. You hear? Here. We gotta do better next time.